Sleigh bells ring, are you listening? In the lane, snow is glistening. A beautiful sight, we're happy tonight. Walking in the winter wonderland. Gone away is the bluebird. Here to stay is a new bird. He sings a love song. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to It's a Religion Winter Edition. Here in the northwest corner of the People's Republic of Illinois. We come to you live from the, the divided states of America. This is Ehud, son of Dennis, coming to you live from the divided states of America to the Republic for which they stand, two nations under God, quite divided with liberty and justice for some. Although they're less divided today than they were yesterday because there is a huge winter storm moving through the Midwest and uh, dropping snow and some serious wind action and cold and uh it just shows you how little in control we are of everything and to think that somehow we're gonna break this when we didn't make it is uh is pretty funny to me but boy people like using it to scare folks to control them to uh get money out of them to do all kinds of things that that um really shouldn't be done i'll just put it that way but that was a little johnny mathis i grew up listening to that every christmas my mother really likes that album and uh it's it's a nice christmas album johnny does a nice job and it's pleasant to listen to so some of the music we hear today isn't so pleasant to listen to so we have a uh, an opportunity. My wife and I were watching a uh, show last night where it talked about commandment number two of the Ten Commandments, or really the summary of that by Jesus, who said, Love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might, with all your strength. Uh, and love others as you love yourselves, your neighbors. And in the movie, at least, and I would say in life, really, we don't do that as well as we used to. And I think a big chunk of that is because God is so put away from the beginnings of a child's life in this country, in this world today. Many parts of the world, they don't even know about the Lord Jesus because they're inundated with other falsehoods. And in this country, and in the Western world, where Christ was dominant for so many years, you have a philosophy that's taught based on random chance, based on random uh, scientific uh, things occurring that allow the propagation of different kinds of animals, different kinds of plants, different kinds of uh, people groups. And uh, it really is an amazing thing. But yet, when you study, truly study biology, there are certain limits to each of these genomes that, that you cannot go past. And yet, 
Science still thumbs its nose at the fact we were created by an intelligent designer, that we were created in different kinds, that we were created by a higher power and authority because it doesn't want to submit to that higher authority. It wants to be its own God. And the people that are part of that do not want to submit to God's word and his instruction for our lives. I know that feeling because at one time I didn't want to submit either. I thought that God was going to take away all my fun. I think others think that, uh, you know, similarly or in some fashion that God is going to change their lives in a negative way. And there's nothing quite like that. There's, because there's nothing more that you can have in this life than a relationship with your creator. And he knows my struggles. He knows the struggles I've had through life. He's been with me every step of the way. As he has with you. I, I don't know how he keeps track of 8 billion people. But he does. Because he created it all. And he says he does in his word that he loves us. And wants a relationship with us. We are encouraged to have one with him. And I think that's an amazing deal. I would hope you would too. So, if you think about that, again, you know, here it's a religion. We offer two options. You've got God in the Bible, God of the Bible, the creator of the universe of all things. That was written down for our benefit by those who have come before, eyewitnesses. Or you have something else. Bowl of soup, millions of years ago. Mohammed's edicts that circumvented Christ and created a new faith based on, I think, some really bad spiritual beings that influenced him. And then you've got all kinds of really weird religions like the worship of cows in India and ancestors in Japan and other things. You know, and Christianity itself has gotten its offshoots over the years where people have, have circumvented the truth. And I was reading in First Timothy this morning in the New Testament, which we'll get to eventually, on this program about not listening to those who would circumvent the truth of God. And, you know, we've been given a book, no matter how it came to be, if we don't trust that God was able to ordain how that was put together, you know, and there's arguments over what that looks like, but I think you can, can look at the fallacy of men who have, come after the Bible was produced and you look at some of the things in the Catholic Bible for instance that shouldn't be there maybe good historical documents to uh, add some context to what was going on back then um, but it wasn't you know these were agreed to that they weren't scriptural documents documents that were inspired by God
And so, you know, you'll have that cause people to doubt, cause people to doubt the Bible. And I understand that. That's, I'm not, you know, I mean, that's, that's people. That's our nature when we question things. And God gave us that ability, so, but I heard a, a really good sermon on, uh, unconditional election yesterday and it hit on um, some things that I thought was really good but one of the things that, that he talked about was this um, in today's society this thing that from the foundation of a child's development they are not given the word of God typically unless it's given to them at home and church attendance is down to its lowest level in Gen Z and Gen Y, by the sounds of it, than it may ever have been. I don't know. Since the foundation of the church. But for all that, there is a king on the throne, and we can have hope and trust and faith in him. And as a matter of fact, we need to do that over and above all the things that we see going on in this world today. And he can give you that. You just have to come to him. He says he will be found to, by those who come to him in the Bible. So I would encourage you to do that right now. Do not waste time. Read the book of John in the New Testament. And then email us at Ehud at It's a Religion. That's Ehud at It's a Religion dot org. And you can uh, let us know what you come away with. And if you have any questions, we're happy to respond. So we are reading through the Bible. We're in Exodus chapter 6 this morning. Let's go there. Then the Lord told Moses, Now you will see what I will do to Pharaoh when he feels the force of my strong hand and he will let the people go. In fact, he will force them to leave this land. And God said to Moses, I am the Lord. I appeared to Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob. As El Shaddai, God Almighty. But I did not reveal my name, Yahweh, to them. Or Jehovah. And I reaffirmed my covenant with them under its terms. I promised to give them the land of Canaan where they were living as foreigners. You can be sure that I have heard the groans of the people of Israel who are now slaves to the Egyptians, and I am well aware of my covenant with them. Therefore say to the people of Israel, I am the Lord. I will free you from your oppression and will rescue you from your slavery in Egypt. I will redeem you with a powerful arm and great acts of judgment. I will claim you as my own people and I will be your God. Then you will know that I am the Lord your God who has freed you from your oppression in Egypt and I will bring you to a land that I swore to give to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and I will give it to you as your very own possession. I am the Lord. So Moses told the people of Israel what the Lord had said but they refused to listen anymore. They had become too discouraged by the brutality of their slavery and then the Lord said to Moses, Go back to Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and tell him, to let the people of Israel leave this country. But Lord, Moses objected, my own people won't listen to me anymore. How can I expect Pharaoh to listen? I am such a clumsy speaker. And in the King James there, it says, who am of uncircumcised lips? 
But the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron and gave them orders for the Israelites and for Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. The Lord commanded Moses and Aaron to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt. These are the ancestors of some of the clans of Israel, the sons of Reuben, Israel's oldest son, were Hanak, Pelu, Hezron, and Carmi. Sentence became the clans of Reuben. Now look at this, folks. We have a genealogy of all these people, at least the sons. Sons of Simeon were Jemuel, Jamin, Ohad, Jakin, Zohar, Shaul. Shaul's mother was a Canaanite woman. Their descendants became the clans of Simeon. These are the descendants of Levi, as listed in the family of records. The sons of Levi were Gershon, Kohath, and Merari. Levi lived to be 137 years old. Descendants of Gershon included Libni and Shimei. Shimei, each of whom became an ancestor of a clan. The descendants of Kohath and Amram, Ish, Izhar, Hebron, and Uzel. Kohath lived to be 133. The descendants of Merari included Mali and Mushi. These are the clans of the Levites listed in their family records. Amram married his father's sister, Jochebed. And she gave birth to his sons, Aaron and Moses. Amram lived to be 137 years old. The sons of Izhar were Korah, Nafeg, and Zikri. Sons of Uziel were Mishael, El-Zaphan, and Sithri. Aaron married Elisheba, the daughter of Minadab, the sister of Nashon, and she gave birth to sons Nabab, Nadab, Abihu, and Eleazar, and Ithamar. The sons of Korah were Azir, Elkanah, and Abiasaph. <laughs> Their descendants became clans of Korah. Sorry, I got a little bit of a touch of cold this morning. Pounding the zinc. Eleazar, son of Aaron, married one of the daughters of Putiel, and she gave birth to his son, Phinehas. These are the ancestors of the Levite families listed according to their clans, and Aaron and Moses named the list, named in this list are the some, same ones who, whom the Lord said, Lead the people of Israel out of the land of Egypt like an army. It was Moses and Aaron who spoke to Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, about leading the people of Israel out of Egypt. When the Lord spoke to Moses in the land of Egypt, he said to him, I am the Lord. Tell Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, everything I am telling you. But Moses argued with the Lord, saying, I can't do it. I'm such a clumsy speaker. Why should, again, I am of uncircumcised lips. Why should Pharaoh listen to me? So there was some resistance, even though God was encouraging him to do this. You know, Pharaoh kept hardening his heart, and it was uh, it was kind of a mess for a while. But we'll see how it all works out in the end because those who are faithful and endure unto the end God bless us Lord God Almighty thank you for that we praise you for this day in Jesus name oh, talk to you tomorrow chestnuts roasting on an open pie Jack Frost nipping at your nose Yuletide carols being sung